Guys, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I'm excited about this week's episode because I got a great guest lined up for you today. He's the founder of uh, Fortis Fidelis. Uh, and if you're listening to this, it means you're already online. Go check out this website. It's Fortis, F O R T I S, hyphen Fidelis, F I D E L I S dot com. He's currently on active duty, uh, but he was nice enough because he's on leave right now. So he said, yeah, man, I'd love to have you come on the show and talk to you. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on this week's guest. It's Reden, Reden, I see, I knew I was going to butcher it, man. (laughs) Reden uh, Dionisio. Did I say that right? That's correct, man. All right, man. Thank you so much for for, uh, coming on the show, man. How you been? I'm good, uh, Adam. Thanks for... uh Again, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I've been following your company on and off for for a couple of years, and it's been like hit or miss when I'm seeing stuff. And then I realized when we got uh, linked up, you you're currently active duty right now, correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just hit 17 years last month. Yes, congratulations. So you're definitely well over the hump, and you're. Uh, yeah. Are you counting the days yet? <laughs> Maybe not the days, but you know. Getting there, the years, yeah. <laughs> almost there. Well, I tell you what, brother. Why don't you uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So uh, again, I appreciate you for uh, for having me on, and you know, just telling my story. Um, so I I was born and raised in the Philippines. Uh, my my parents they immigrated to the states when I was seven. So this was 1990 when I came to the to America. Nice. Um. Yeah, just basically, you know, come from the Philippines, a third world country. Uh, they were just trying to provide a better life for us. Um, grew up in California. That's where I uh, enlisted. We moved a couple of times. Uh, when we first got here, we were living at my aunt's house and kind of just living in, you know, other people's houses. Right. And uh, eventually, you know, we, we got a, we bought a home and buy another home and then, you know, move into uh, where they're at now. Um, they're still in California. Um, but yeah, enlisted, um, after high school, I did about a semester in high school or in college yeah. after high school. And, uh, I just realized at that point that wasn't really for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> College wasn't it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I mean, some people can do it, you know, they can go from high school to college and make that transition. Right. I think for the most part, it's good for people to, um, you know, some sort of get some sort of a, a real world experience, right. um, because at that age, you know, 17, 18 years old, uh, you go to college because that's what people tell you to do. Right. Right. But, uh, you, you really have no idea. Um, for me, I just didn't want to be a burden, um, for my parents. I didn't want them to just pay for my college while I, you know, when I knew I wasn't ready. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so you were truly still trying to figure out what you wanted to do or was, was, did you see the military and that was like, I want to do that. That's something that I've wanted to do for a while. Well, you know, I wish, um, I could say that, um, I joined the military. Well, this was, you know, after nine 11. Right. And I wish I could say that I joined because, you know, I was patriotic and, you know, I wanted to fight and serve. Uh, initially the main thing was, again, I didn't want to be a burden financially to my family. Um, and I want to make my own path, you know? Um, yeah. and you know, I, I thought the military was the way, 
Um, at that time, I wanted to be a nurse like my mom. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, I joined the Navy and found out about, you know, a corpsman, which is uh, you're in the Army. So it's like a medic. Right. Uh, we just call it something different. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they you know they do the same job. Right. Uh, take, take care of sailors and Marines. Um, but, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I joined and uh, here I am now. So you are. So is it safe to say you are a corpsman? Is that correct? Yeah, so uh, my rank is a, I'm a chief hospital corn, oh, uh, nice. E7. Okay. All right. So you, yeah. I figured as much after 17 years, you're probably up there in the rankings there. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I got to ask then, so how many times have you been deployed or, or how often have you been, uh, I'm trying to think what they call it, West Packs, East, East Tours? Have you been all over the world and then some? Or? Yeah, so... Um, I joined in 2003. Okay. So at this time, you know, Afghanistan obviously was going on. And then Iraq. Just kicked Iraq off was at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So at that time, um, <laughs> it's funny because like when I, before I got in, I didn't know that Corman or uh, they didn't, I didn't know they went with Marines or anything like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh you know, when I got to uh, core school, which is like, you know, where we learn to be a, a corpsman, um, you know, found out right away our instructors were, you know, they were, they had been prior, uh, you know, deployed with the Marines. But their deployment was like nothing what we were going to be going through. They, right. You know, they went and traveled the world and talked about all the good things, you know. Yeah. But 2003, you know, at that time, where were you going? You were either going to Afghanistan or Iraq. Um, so in my mind, you know, I wanted to get that out of the way. I wanted to be with the Marines, uh, do my, do my time, right. as they say, <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, make some sort of impact, do something that, um, you know, that was greater than anything that I could possibly do. So, um, you know, they, I, in core school, they had like, uh, this dream sheet of where, this it's, it's they call it like a dream sheet of where you want to be stationed at your first duty station right right um you know first thing i put on there was like first marine division second marine division you know like i said i wanted to get out of the way uh, while i was young right right um and yeah my first duty station i was in uh first battalion seventh marines out of uh, 29 palms i did three years there did two combat deployments um wow to iraq and then i got orders to the naval hospital in san diego balboa oh yeah yep yep yeah so uh, um you know i was there for six months and they um they what they call in the navy is individual augmentee i got pulled out of the hospital to go deploy again uh with the marines but this time with the um the air wing so i went back to iraq for my third deployment um What's then, the time frame on on this? Like, so you, two deployments, then over to Balboa for six months, right? And then another deployment. So you you got three deployments. What's the time frame since you joined, and you got three deployments under your belt already? How many years was that? Uh, so probably that was probably I was closing in on four years. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, four years, yeah. Four, so almost four years in, and three of them been been deployments. Yeah, for, for the most part. Um, <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> but like I said, that you know, I mean, I'm sure 
there were others that were in right. a similar boat. Yeah. Because, you know, like, it's, like I said, that at that time, that was what we were doing. Uh, we we're just pumping out. When we, you know, when we got back, it was just training to go back again. So, <laughs> unreal, man. Um, so unreal. yeah, I was in Balboa. I got orders. I went, I was there for six months. They pulled me back to go with the air wing this time with the Marines. Okay. Uh, I came back from that deployment, finished out my tour in Balboa. And then after that, I went to a, a technical school. So I learned to become, um, um, so basically it's like, uh, we call it a C school, but you learn a specialty. Right. Right. Um, so I learned preventive medicine. That's what I, uh, I learned. So I did that school for six months. It was in San Diego, the same area. As Not the a bad area to be. I've always, oh, yeah, I've, definitely. I've, I've, I was, I've always loved San Diego. Yeah. And I said, th- I've always said if it wasn't so darn expensive, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you have the, na- you have yeah. the Navy pay for your, yeah, your DH and everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that was, that was great. Um, so yeah, I did that for six months and I got orders overseas to Signella, Sicily, which was in Italy. Wow. Uh, so I was there for another six months in my, my, we call it shore duty. So Balboa and, uh, the hospital in Sicily, those were shore duties. Okay. Um, I was there for six months and they pulled me again to go deploy with the Marines once again, but this time with the Marine air, uh, air group or Marine logistics group. Okay. Um, so I deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, so that was my first, fourth deployment from 2011 to t- 2012. Wow. Um, you know, I did that six, seven months deployment, finished out my tour in uh, Sigonella. And then I, I got orders to my first ship after after that. And um, I did a whole, another deployment with them. Um, this was from 2013 to 16. And then after being on the ship, uh, which I, I'm in the Navy, but I have, I can 100% say that I, to, I never want to be stationed on a ship ever again. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather uh, go back with the Marines, which, uh, you know, it's, which, it's, which it's a lot different. Which ship were you on? You got to ask, which ship were you on? Uh, I was on the USS Iwo Jima. It's a LHD okay. amphib ship. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's nothing against the, uh, you know, that's that side. It was just uh, as, you know, my specialty, my job, it was, it was like the most difficult um, uh duty station um that i can you know this, that i can say this may f- sound like an ignorant question so let me apologize ahead of time but for for corman you know i i got a friend of mine who was a corman went over with the marine corps in in, in 03 at iraq um our most core you know at that job stage that you were in do you find most of them are with are either on shore duty working in hospitals or with the Marines or do, are there a lot of corpsmen that are, I'm assuming there's some corpsmen on, on different Naval ships because of having medical personnel on the ships. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, um, I think what's, what's great about our, our rating being a corpsman is we can, we can be stationed at anywhere we can be at the hospital uh, taking care of, uh, you know, veterans and uh, 
dependents and all that. Right. We can go out to sea, taking care of our sailors whenever, you know, whatever port we visit. We can go out with the Marines whenever they go wherever, wherever, basically. So you really, you really go. get kind of, you guys really are the cream of the crop. I mean, it, yeah, you get a docks, diverse. We call them, you, you really got, I mean, everything. One, you, it's like job security because everybody needs you. Right. Right. <laughs> Regardless of where you go. Right. But the cool thing about it, it sounds like you pretty much get get to go. I, I'd say get to go wherever they want you. It's probably safe to say you get to go wherever they tell you you, you can go. Right. right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Most definitely. Well, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward a little bit. So we're, we're OK. So you've talked a little bit about being overseas and quite a few deployments already. 17 years in now. How I want to back up to where when did you start this company? How did how did well let me back up to that even is how what what started the idea yeah. of creating your own company? Yeah, so uh, after I was on the ship, um, I got stationed out in Beaufort, uh, South Carolina. Okay, uh, working at Paris Island over there, and um, this was 2016 when I when I started it. Um, so around that time, the results for the chief, whoever pick, uh, was advanced to uh, chief petty officer, uh, was coming out and basically, uh, it was my first time up and, um, I didn't make it, I didn't pick up. Um, so it was kind of like, I don't know. I was, I was, I was pretty down myself, even though like, you know, it was my first time you shouldn't really be, yeah, you know, too down on yourself. Right. Uh, but, you know, I felt like I, I had a good chance by, you know, some, somehow I didn't. Um, and I don't know why, but during that time, I started thinking about like my future. Mm -hmm. I started thinking about like what I wanted to do after the Navy. And uh, I just kind of went like on a binge, man. Like, think, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just, on the internet, on Google yep. and kind of just like, you know, what can I do or, uh, after cause people, people start thinking about their future when it's too late. They start thinking about it after their retirement. Yes. yes. And, yep. um, you know, I think, I think you need to start thinking about that. You know, if you're going for 20, start thinking about that as early as five years before you retire, right. um, 10 years, if you know, whatever. Um, so I just had that kind of like foresight. I was like, man, you know what I mean? Like once I leave, there'll be somebody else that, that'll replace me in the Navy. Like, you know, you know, yeah. like, um, they're not going to be, be there to take care of me or my family right. anymore. So what, um, do you, so what, I need to what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I also wanted to, um, you know, you know, I was talking to you earlier, you know, I wasn't, the reasons why I joined. Yeah. Uh, it was more so of like, you know, I didn't want to be a burden in my family. I just wanted to be more independent, but you know, 17 years in the Navy, you learn to appreciate and just, uh, you know, uh, appreciate the, uh, the job mm -hmm. and just the military as a whole, because uh, without it, I have, I wouldn't know where I'd be. Right. Um, I've made so many friends, like life, lifetime, lifelong friends. Yep. Um, I've met some incredible, incredible people from many walks of life. Right. You know, um, we wouldn't have met if we, no. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is incredible. Like just me, you know, meeting 
you know, someone like you that, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, so I've learned to appreciate that. Right. And I, I wanted to continue to somehow um, continue to serve. I, I wanted to find a second service. Right. Yes. Um, serve after, after the uniform. I get right. it, man. Yeah. So you, you're, um, you're, you're at the stage right now where, you know, you're so close to retirement and a lot of people are like, oh, I got a couple more years before I need to think about that. And, uh, yeah. and, and I want to hit on this point because I think it's important. I was just talking to somebody else about this earlier today was he's like, I wish I would have started thinking about my future years before I retired. Right. And it, he, he said, I wish I would have uh, thought about what I wanted to do when I grew up, when I grew up, you know? And he's like, because yeah. I spent 20 years in the military. That's all you, a lot of people, a lot of, for, for a lot of folks, when you're in the military, I only did nine years and, and I, and I got out. Do I miss it? Absolutely. But I found life after, after being in uniform. And my purpose was to, to help as many people as possible. And it still allows me to connect with veterans and still be a part of the military family, mm-hmm. uh, on a day-to-day basis doing, you know, what we do. So, I, first, I commend you for for starting to think about that now, uh, when you still got a couple of years left uh, in the military before retirement. But it's good that you're thinking about that now. So I think it's important to to bring that up. Yeah, and definitely, you know, I mean, you know, so finding that second service, finding like how I can sort of pay back to the community that's given me so much, um, and that's where you know this brand kind of just came came together, um, honoring sacrifices of you know of our fallen uh, brothers and sisters yeah and listen folks again if you're on uh, if you're listening to the show right now that means you're already on the internet open up another browser go to fortis-fidelis.com fortis means for those of you that don't know uh, it's a latin word for strong or brave fidelis uh, is latin for faithful or loyal and uh, you got to check this out. He's got some uh, really cool challenge coins uh, on here. And uh, if you shop the store page, I was looking at some of the men's stuff. I got some accessories, a, a catalog. Uh, I'm clicking on the men's stuff again just because I, I don't, I don't want to forget to get the shirt that I was looking at <laughs> earlier. But they got a lot of uh, long sleeves, some tees. I see they got some silkies for all you short people out there. <laughs> Uh, you know, guys like me don't look too good in the silkies, but, uh, but, uh, you, you got to check it out. And if you can, it's veteran owned business holiday season's right around the corner. If you need some ideas, it's a great place to shop right now. So check that out. That's Fortis hyphen fidelis.com. So you start the, let me, let me back up here again is, uh, why this? I mean, you you thought, hey, maybe I can make some T-shirts, or did it start with a, just a simple T-shirt idea, or how did it start? Walk us through that process. Yeah, so you know, in my binge of uh, the internet and Google, <laughs> um, you know, I found uh, I found how to start a T-shirt business, uh-huh. and I found Shopify, um, and you know what? Like, th- I found. You know, basically, like, what's what's a good way to kind of, uh, you know, to represent and to um, have people uh, represent the service and and 
and uh, continue to honor those who have gone before us. And I thought, you know what, why not start a apparel, apparel brand? Nice. Um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of uh, rough times, uh, some uh, learning, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them failures because if they're only failures, if you don't learn from it. Right. Right. Uh, so I've learned a lot through this journey and, um, just found my, my, my reasoning and my, my, my why as to why, um, I wanted to start this. And again, it just goes back and that's where the, um, the memorial coins kind of come into play. Um, you know, why did you start this in the beginning? Well, you know, like I said, is represent our, our community and also honor those who have come before us and paid the ultimate sacrifice. And that's where, uh, like I said, that's where the uh, memorial coins come in. Absolutely love it, man. You got some great stuff up here. And uh, I really, those of you that are listening, really, really encourage you to to check this out. He's got some really cool stuff. Um, is this going to be a full, the full-time thing when you get when you retire, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, you know, I have, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dreamer, man. Love <laughs> there's, it. There's yes. Like, yeah. There's, there's, there's so much things that, um, that I want to do. And, and that's not to take away from my, you know, me being still active duty. I still do uh, the best I can for my sailors and, and those who work with me. Um, you know, just because I have this other, um, other uh, mission that I want to do after after the Navy doesn't mean that I'm not focused on what I'm doing now. Um, it's just like like we talked about before. It's just planning ahead because um, you know I found my other you know friends and and brothers and sisters you know who have retired and like I said, we talked about this before is like they don't start thinking about that until it's too, it's late. too late. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, you know, I love it. Kinda... Absolutely love it, man. And you're hitting it spot on. Um, for all you that are listening that are active duty right now. And if you're, you know, ETS time is, is around the corner. I'd say within at bare minimum, at least within 24 months or, or, or sooner, and you're not thinking about life after the military. You really need to start doing that now, like, like really, because right. that that and, time goes by so fast, you know. And it, I think that's where um, a lot of this depression and this uh, suicide rate kind of ties into that. You know, like people after they leave the military, um, they feel like they have no mission. They feel like they don't have a sense of purpose. God, you said um, you took the words right so, out of my mouth. You got to find right. your purpose. Right. You have to find your purpose. I got another question for you as we're coming up on time here, and I, I want to make sure I ask this. You're on a show called The Decision Hour, and, you know, we make, we make decisions every day. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. You shared some of them today, but maybe you got another one. But what was that decision and what was the atmosphere like at that time? Just at any point in my yep, any point, any point in your life. Oh, man. 
I would have to say uh, one of the toughest days in my life was my second deployment. Um, you know, lo- losing losing a Marine. Um, definitely uh, one of the toughest decisions because when I when I when I got to him, um, you know, we were on the foot patrol, and he basically was on top of a daisy chained. IED. He was, he was our, our point guy. Um, you know, just approaching him. I mean, I, you know, I couldn't really do, you, you try to do what you can, but at, 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 at a point, you know, you have, you have to make that decision because there were other casualties that were there. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you're in that type of environment, you're trying to get more people. Um, you're trying to get more rounds downrange, right? You're trying to uh, get more people, able bodies to get back into the fight. Um, you know, and making that decision to just let my platoon sergeant know, like, you know, yeah, that was it. That's. I've been doing this show for six years. And for, and first off, thank you for sharing that because that's probably one of the, the deepest decision hours that we've ever heard on the show. And, that, and, that, and that's as a fellow veteran who, who's been in combat, uh, it's hard to hear. Yeah, and let me just say that you know, for me, um, I've I've kept that with me for years. Like, if you were to talk to me about you know, ask me that same question ten years ago, I wouldn't be able to share that with you because it's it, just, it was it just wasn't right time, right? And you needed time, um, and uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, any parting words that you want that you want our listeners to know? Anything coming up? Anything? Final words? Yeah, um, you know, if you're a veteran or if you're an active duty, uh, active duty member that's listening out there, just basically what we talked about. Start thinking about the future. Start thinking about finding your second call and your second service, um, whatever that may be. And, and start planning now. Don't wait until it's too late and start planning. Um, and please, yeah, just go ahead and go to the website, check out the website, support our mission. Um, basically, you know, all proceeds that we, uh, that we make go back into making more of these memorial coins for our, for families of the fallen. Love it. Absolutely love it. Brother, thank you so much. Folks, that's all the time that we have. Uh, but before we let you go, two things. One, go to the website, fortisfidelis.com, F-O-R-T-I-S hyphen F-I-D-E-L-I-S.com. Also, make sure you go check out uh, Heroes Media Group. We always have to give thanks to our parent company over there. Uh, if you are listening and interested in becoming part of the HMG family, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.